This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. I am really fighting my instincts and the temptation to look at this as it's time to talk about the choice. The choice. I'm going to fight trying to talk about it today. See if maybe you can guess what I'm talking about. Excelsior. Welcome back, my partners, my friends, my radio family. I'm Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your edition of the Jaily News. Hot off the presses at one 888 I really am. I know whenever I say something like that, I immediately blurt out whatever, you know, I was saying I was not going to say, I am really fighting my instincts. And my instincts lead me to say things first, don't they? Because we say things and talk about things here about a week or two before other people do, don't we? I'm really, and I don't like fighting my instincts. My instinct to be utterly candid and to be right, and to be first, are fairly overwhelming instincts. On the other hand, I just don't want to think yet in those terms. I've I've talked about it before. It just wasn't as close and as real in the rearview mirror. What is what what is it to which I refer? The choice, the Faustian choice is what I'm talking about. But I hope I'm not talking about it. I hope I can resist the instincts at least until the results are in, in a few days from this first primary. 
to have to think in those terms. But right now, if you're a Ted Cruz voter, I'm a Ted Cruz supporter. I don't have the privilege of being a caucus goer in Iowa. So I'm only a voter in theory, but I'm a supporter. Uh, That is just to say I've got a dog in this fight. And so do you have one or more dogs in this fight, most probably. And if you're a Ted Cruz supporter today, there's something you had to have noticed. Now, you work for a living, or maybe, not or maybe, and and maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, which means you work three jobs a day, three shifts. So you pay me to tell you this stuff. So it's okay if you haven't seen this. You know that. But what I saw first thing this morning, it wasn't important enough to make the international news. It wasn't on BBC overnight. First thing this morning when I, you know, popped up the blaze and, you know, and Doc and Skip and the computers and the TVs and everything, you know, and I get going here listening to domestic media. The first thing I heard involving Ted Cruz was his remarks. I guess they must have been last night, late last night. And Ted Cruz speaking to his crowd, his rally, said this. I, I don't think we've got the bite. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you the equivalent, uh, uh, my memory, which I promise you is, uh, if not verbatim, it's the closest paraphrase cum verbatim uh, quote available. Ted Cruz said to his audience last night, look, if Donald Trump wins Iowa, he is already ahead in New Hampshire. If he wins Iowa and New Hampshire, said Ted Cruz, at at a Ted Cruz rally, Ted Cruz said at a Ted Cruz rally, You think my morale needs help? Somebody call Ted. So Ted Cruz said at a Ted Cruz rally, if Donald Trump wins Iowa, and he's already ahead in New Hampshire, if he wins Iowa and New Hampshire, there is a very good chance he will be unstoppable, and he will be our nominee. So even if you're thinking of another candidate, meaning meaning different than me, Ted, uh, back to back to the quote, know that realistically, if you don't want Donald to be the nominee, and he called him Donald, not Trump, so forgive me. He said if Donald wins. He said, even if you have you're considering another candidate. If you don't want Donald Trump to be our nominee, realistically, the only other campaign, the only other candidate in this state, he was in Iowa, here in Iowa, that can win is me. 
And he went on. <clears throat> oh, so, so end quote, so to speak. Folks, this represents a shift in tactical thinking. Because I, Ted Cruz is just too damn smart to be guilty of a lapse in judgment. You know, Ted always knows what he's saying. And he's the best of what it means to be a Harvard lawyer and a, <clears throat> and a constitutional lawyer, the very best. And he meant what he said. He intended to say what he said. And it represents, I wanted to note to you, at least to be this much counted. That statement, that sentiment represents... a seismic shift in tactical and strategic thinking on the part of Ted Cruz and the Cruz campaign. If, if you are out there speaking to your rallies and your rationale is Donald Trump, if you open your mouth and what comes out of it is the name of another candidate, I don't care which. I mean, in this particular case, yes, it's far more damaging that it happens to be Donald's name. But if you speak to your own folk and the first words out of your mouth are, listen, and now I'm not, now I'm not quoting. Now I'm, this is now like the Gary Larson cartoon, two boxes, two box cartoon. First box, second box. First box, what we say to dogs. It's got a guy yelling at his dog. And it, this is the box of what we say to dogs. Ginger, you knocked over the garbage again. Ginger, how many times have I told you to stay out of the garbage? Ginger, this is such a mess. I'm really angry with you. You're not getting any treats tonight, Ginger. Ginger, I've told you a million times, stay out of the garbage. Ginger, I'm really ashamed of you. Okay, that's the balloon over the guy's head in the box, what we say to dogs. The second box is what dogs actually hear. And the balloon over the guy's head is ginger, blah, 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 blah. Ginger, blah, 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 blah. Ginger, blah, blah, ginger, blah, blah, ginger. Okay, when you go out and you say to your own crowd, I don't know what you think you're saying, but when you go out and say to your own crowd, the other guy looks like he's going to win, and so could you throw me a mercy vote? I mean, you know, the, you know, there's a mercy something else, a term we lear- learned in college. I find it usually has the same effect and and doesn't strike me as much less pitiful, but I didn't, from a morale standpoint, this did not boost my morale. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. 
By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three partners on the phone. We're on our way there. Let me quickly say this. On the upside, uh, and again, I am nakedly. Good thing we don't have Skype. I am nakedly a cruise guy, as long I have been. So I just say that you know more often than perhaps you want to hear it. But I, I, I wish to be honest for anyone who may be. <clears throat> doesn't know or is listening in for the first time. I am biased. It does not affect my presentation to you of the facts, and I hope it doesn't affect my analyses. But I've been for Ted Cruz for a very long time. Uh, on the upside, uh, for those of us who are for Ted Cruz, and see, this is, again... What I'm about to say to you is, do you detect in this that the upside bears some of the same, quote-unquote, virtues, encouraging virtues of what Ted said last night? He went out and said to his rally, looks like Trump's going to win. But even if you're for someone else, not, hi, I'm Ted Cruz, here's why I know you're for me, but the, but Trump's going to win and we have to stop that. So even if you don't like me, I don't care. Just throw me a mercy blank. I mean, vote, of course. Throw me a mercy caucus. Okay, so the upside is getting to be, everything is sliding together. Okay? This is like Hillary Clinton's face. It's all going down. Gravity's taking over. In this case, political gravity. Here's the upside, such as it is. And it is very substantial. I'm just not sure it's tremendously up. The upside is, as of today, 30 to 40% of Iowa likely caucus goers say they will change, they may change their minds in the next three or four days. No insult intended, but if that's the cost of it, so be it, Uh, to, to Iowa voters. How do you not know? I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? I'm just, maybe I've become too insular. Maybe I've spent too much time with, you know, you, but how do you not know 
If you live in Iowa, especially if you live in Iowa or New Hampshire, how do you not know with four days left, whatever it is, for whom you're going to go stand in the ice puddles in the church basement for three hours and listen to the the local pharmacist talk about uh, George Pataki to try and get your vote. You don't know? How do you not know? Okay, but the upside, such as it is, if you're a Cruz fan, includes that 30 to 40 percent. I just don't get that, but 30 to 40 percent of people may change their minds. The other thing we know on the upside, such as it is, is that we don't know if Trump's celebrity translates into caucus goers. This vote, a vote in Iowa, asks more of anybody than in any other state. You know why? Not because there aren't other caucuses, but there aren't any with weather this crappy, uh, as it's likely to be. It's at least going to be colder than a witch's teat in a brass bra. You know, so it's at least going to be unpleasantly cold. You know, it's night. They're Iowans. They're used to it. But, but it asks a lot of you, you go out. It's nighttime. You can't pick your time. It's not like voting in the morning. It's not like New Jersey. You can't get in the car and vote on your way to get coffee. It doesn't happen. You have to go out at night in the cold. It, 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 and you know why else it asks a lot of you? Because you don't have anybody else's vote to go on. You are the first in the nation to cast your opinion. So you don't have any guidance. A lot of us like some guidance, some context, some pretext, right? You don't have that you're in Iowa. You're freezing your butt off, and, you know, you don't know what anyone else is going to do. It asks a lot of you. So 30 40% of the people who are going to do that say they may change their minds. Well, we don't know if Donald Trump's celebrity is going to translate into people going out and doing that. A lot of Donald Trump's support comes from first-time caucus-goers, meaning... They really don't even deserve that title, not to be biased. They don't deserve that title because they only become first-time caucus goers once they've gone. What they claim to be is prospective first-time caucus goers. In other words, I've never been before, but I really, really am going to go this time. Okay. But they tend to be young and they tend not to participate in the process, uh, as by definition. And so they are the least reliable group of voters. On the upside, there is still this. Iowa has not picked a winner in 20 years. At this time, uh, eight years ago, Rick Santorum was in, what, seventh place. He ended up winning. He was an afterthought. He was an asterisk. The polls are notoriously wrong in caucus states. Notoriously wrong. Okay. You see what I mean, though? I mean, is that, if you happen to, and, and this is, look, this should, this should cheer you as much if you're a Trump supporter. 
or you're a, or you're a supporter of one of the other candidates hoping to break through here. And and in your behalf, but let me say one other thing. I want to get this on the record. All of the elements of a big upset are in place. Because you've got 30 to 40% of caucus goers who may change their mind in the next four days, because the polls are notoriously wrong, because Iowa likes to shock and surprise, because they have not picked a winner in 20 years, if you're for Jeb Bush or Chris Christie or uh, RuPaul or anybody else, do you have hope? Absolutely you do. Guru Jay say right now, Guru Jay say here on Tuesday, Guru Jay say there's going to be a story on in in four nights, and it's going to the only story, it's not going to be unidimensional. There's going to be a story other than who won. Somebody else is going to I predict someone else is going to break out of this and come in second or third out of the pack and resuscitate their campaign. All of the elements of a comeback, maybe not a huge upset, but a comeback at least for somebody other than uh, Cruz and Trump, all of those elements are in place right now. That's what I say, and I say that based on history. So that's the upside. Then again... You know, the upside is, you know, a little weak. Jay Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Listen, put put down the razor. Put down the razor. Warren, Scott, Jenny, Rocky, Kayla, did Stacy, put down the razor. I, I apparently I've been too candid, but no, I don't mean that because that would that would mean I, I'm sorry I said something to you that I believe. I I I I think I've overplayed my hand here. I'm not saying that Ted Cruz ain't gonna win. What I'm saying is I'd like to be able four days out to say something on the upside substantially more positive than what I'm able to say as of this moment. And to be perfectly frank, it's Ted's fault. Don't blame me. I was sitting there last night minding my own business, sitting there with my barf bag waiting for the Democrats to come on and here's Ted Cruz saying, look, you know, Donald's probably going to win, but throw me a pity vote, would you? I mean, that's how I took it. It didn't boost my morale much. And that's what you're hearing. Nothing's changed since yesterday, except maybe my morale. The, the, The good news is that the media and the polls, all the conventional wisdom has this over already. 
And the conventional wisdom, as you know, is always conventional, but rarely wise in Iowa. So the mainstream media and the pollsters have this nailed. It's going to be Trump, Cruz, Rubio in that order. Only you know what? It's not going to be Trump, Cruz, Rubio. Well, okay, okay. They've got it nailed. Trump, Cruz, Rubio in that order. With a surprise resuscitation candidate jumping into the fourth or the third or the second spot, maybe. They're not talking about that. I am. The bad news is, whereas the polls have often been wrong in Iowa, and the voters have often been wrong, such as it is in Iowa, they haven't always been wrong. I would like, you know, I mean, the fact that Trump's ahead in a state, he has no business winning over someone like Cruz. Again, it's not that it's a state. It's not that it's the first state. It's that it's Iowa. 60% of the voters are white evangelical born-again Christians. In that state, if I were to tell you that state were, make up a state. Statesville, okay? And I told you a state was going in with 60% white evangelical born-again Christians. Who wins that state? Donald Trump from New York? Who is, who there, of whom there is no evidence that he is a constitutionalist? Nor a conservative? I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying there is no evidence to support either claim. Is that who wins this? You pick a model to win this election where you go in with six out of ten voters, white evangelical born-again Christians. Who wins that? The the pro-choice, uh, friends of the Clintons, everything in the world he's done in the last, you know, 50 years has offers no evidence of conservatism or fealty to the particularly to the Constitution, whatever. Or Ted Cruz, himself a white evangelical Christian, who has spent his life establishing conservative credentials and fighting for all the things that matter most to white evangelical born-again Christians. I'm not saying the polls will be right. I am saying that four days out, five days out, I would like to see a little bit more in the polls than I'm seeing, because what is it that's, how is it that Donald Trump is in first place in the polls in Iowa? Based on what? Now, that may not translate into caucus-going support. It may well not. I mean, I'm probably thinking it won't. But what explains, these posters are wrong, but most of them are not stupid. I mean, you know, you go out, and if 60% of your sample is white evangelical born-again Christians, you know, should Donald Trump be leading in such a poll, in such a state, with four days left? I don't think so. Does it give me pause? You betcha. And then when my candidate comes out and says, look, uh, good evening, everyone. Thanks for coming out for me. Here's my pitch. I think the other guy looks like he's going to win it all. But I could stop him if you'd throw me a pity 
vote. Daniel from Florida, thanks for your patience. Welcome. That's good to be on. I've been looking at this phone call all day long. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm in for it then. Uh, see, I have the answer to the question that's been perplexing the punditry for a good while. Well, I know. then you called the right place. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, I know why Hillary Clinton is not concerned at all about Bernie Sanders and how popular he may be with the Democrat Party right now. Because Obama favors her election and will not allow Loretta Lynch, the director of the Justice Department, to indict. Actually, no. <laughs> this okay. is even better. Okay? okay. Now, it has to do with state election law. I'm going to use the state I live in, Florida, as the example. Okay? Because every yep. state has party membership requirements to qualify in that party's primary. Okay. Okay. Unless, uh, except for the states that are open, of course, which are many of them. Yeah. Well, Bernie Sanders is not a registered Democrat. And the state of Florida, for example, requires that you be registered in the party you're running as for a full 12 months prior to the election that you want to be voted for in. So, for example, Bernie Sanders... No, we get it. We get it. But, Daniel... I, I I salute your most enterprising zeal in uncovering that stunning fact. And I'm not mocking. I, I, it is a stunning fact. And it ought to be important. It ought to be, in addition to being stunning and informative, it ought to be a significant fact. But I'm telling you here right now, if you think that Democrats in the state of Florida who are voting for Bernie Sanders are going to go out, tens of millions of them, and vote for Bernie Sanders and then be told on a technicality that he didn't, like, register in time, a federal court made up of Democrat judges is going to toss that sucker out faster than you could say Jesse James. That depends on what they really, on what those Democrats power really want. Yeah, they're, now, I'm telling you, if, if, if Bernie or anybody else is out of it, especially on the Democrat side, it ain't going to be because of some technicality. Well, you know, based on the behavior that we've seen to date, a, here's a potential scenario for you, assuming the law is exploited to its fullest potential. All right, all right, okay. Daniel, look, I really, I, I I appreciate the call. I've got to get to other partners. I get your point. It's a very, as I say, an, an ad, admiringly and extraordinarily enterprising contribution. I mean, you've uncovered something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bernie will be kicked off the ballot. Maybe Bernie will win the Florida primary and his votes will be disallowed by a three-judge federal panel uh, which is two to one Republican, then they'll uh, uh, they'll uh, sue to have it heard en banc, and the full Florida circuit will hear it. Thirteen federal judges, and maybe the uh, en banc uh, the uh, federal court in that district has one more Republican on it than Democrat, or maybe one more Democrat than Republican, depending on what Obama wants to have happen. And what will end up happening is that you're right, but right now. I have an appointment back on planet Earth. Uh, Calvin. It's about time we heard from a Calvinist from Texas. Welcome. 
Good afternoon, Jay. It's a pleasure to speak to you. So, and uh, um, pleasure is mine, sir. As far as the, um, you know, if if Trump were to be the nominee, um, Trump is is a no vote guy for me. As in, I, I can't I can't do it, and there are a number of reasons for that. And I also can't. Well, well, but tell side. me what you're going to do if that scenario so, evolves. To, if that so nauseating will, scenario evolves, what are you going to do? I will go for the third party or libertarian party, and I think that which it, you realize is a vote for the Democrat nominee. Now I, I understand that. However, let's say you you just somehow you take your barf bag up to the up to the button and you push the Trump button, and he gets elected, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and he turns out to be you know just just as bad as I anticipate him to be. Um, how far into the foreseeable future do you see a Republican being able to run again and be taken seriously? If it goes well, I, I was scared to death for a second here. You were going to anticipate my uh, Guru Jay's event of the season here, my prediction of the season, and I'm so thankful that you're not. Um, <laughs> although, if you did, good for you. But you reminded me of it, and here it is. It doesn't answer your question. I will answer your question. Uh, but you remind me of this, and I want to get it on the record before anyone else does. Guru Jay say right now, if Donald Trump, and this may not mean what a lot of us think it means, okay? Just, just take my words literally as I speak them. If Donald Trump is elected president, impeach by partisan impeachment hearings will be introduced in the United States Congress within the first year of his presidency. Please hold. I've got to run. I want to answer your question. Be right back. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Calvin from Texas, our uh, only Calvinist that I know of, though I suspect there are many more who have yet to call, is uh, gracious enough to hold for us. Calvin, welcome back. Well, thank you, sir, and I'm, I'm definitely a frequenter, so. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, the but, up, I just want to add to what I said before, the upside or downside, depending on which side, you, I, the rest of us are on, is Guru Jay's most recent and very bold, bold prediction of a moment ago that impeachment proceedings will ensue against Donald Trump within the first year of his presidency, bipartisan impeachment hearings, uh, if he's elected. The upside of that is Guru Jay could be wrong. And you know what? Trump could turn out to be the next Ronald Reagan. The argument that Glenn Beck, as I understand it, and 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 others whom I admire, including me, have been making for a long time, is that, you know what, if you held a lottery and you pulled the you know, names out of a bucket and you sent that person to Washington, they might turn out to be the next Ronald Reagan or at least turn out to be very conservative. 
And this is derivative of William F. Buckley's great axiom, Calvin, that I'd rather be ruled by the first 300 names in the Boston phone directory than the faculty of Harvard. Okay, so you, there is always that possibility. I do recognize that Trump could get elected and then go be a wild man conservative, you know, basically speaking. But the it's, argument is you you that's like putting all your chips in the casino on a single number on the roulette table. You know, you got a one in 36 uh, chance of that number hitting. And, you know, I prefer to play the, the bets that pay off two to one, like, and, and, and I've got, I've already got a conservative who I know is conservative. So why would I put all my chips on, you know, 14 red? Exactly. So it's kind of like putting a $20 bill into a $20 slot machine. You only get one full, right? That's right. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I would, I would rather see, and this is why I would say I would vote third party. I would rather see the large amount of kidney stones that would be passed after Election Day <laughs> if they came back and read the numbers and 20% of people had voted Libertarian as opposed to voting for an unknown for a wild card. And I would love to see the dynamic that that brings to, to the GOP and kind of you know, forcing us back into what we know works. Right. Which is Your question was, as I recall... When, when, whatever happens, when will Republicans next get to run, you know, yeah, as a Republican, as we knew it? And my answer is never again. The Republican Party, I'm going to, I'm going to steal Margaret Mitchell's most eloquent words again, uh, that end the great novel Gone with the Wind. And those words are look for this. Only in picture books, for it is gone, gone with the wind. And the Republican Party that you and I grew up with, look for it only in history books, Calvin, because it is gone, gone with the wind. I thank you for the call and the contribution, but Republicans will run again. I don't know under that name or under the name of wigs or under the name of toupees or hair transplants just to work hair into this, but um, the Republican Party, as we now know it, no longer exists. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I promise you, it's a thing. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. Tick-tock, baby. Tick-tock. Excelsior. Welcome back, my partners, my friends. Uh, partners on the line. We'll go there in a second. Let me bring us up to speed uh, today where we are so far. I haven't been Mr. Happy. 
I recognize. I am a partisan. I am a Cruz partisan and have been for years. Right now, where I sit, I don't like. I don't like the way things look. The bad news, if you're cruising for Ted, is that polls in this particular white, evangelical, born-again Christian, dominated state are much higher for Donald Trump than one would have expected. That's the bad news. The good news is the polls are probably wrong. The polls were last time wrong. They were wrong the time before that. 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 Iowans have not picked a winner in 20 years. The question now is, what will I say if Ted wins? (laughs) Now what do I do? No, but I mean, it's, it's true. Iowa gets so much attention because it's, you know, 10 minutes from now. And so it's just, you'll, you'll notice from now on, there just isn't time and space and room for any state to get this much attention because we'll still be digesting the Iowa and analyzing the Iowa results the day they have the New Hampshire primary. And we'll be analyzing, shaping, understanding the cumulative results of Iowa and New Hampshire the day they have the South Carolina primary. There just isn't time and space after this. It all closes in. And then you get, in a few weeks, the what they're calling the SEC primaries. The South, what's it, 12 states on Monday? Or no, no, it's not that many. But it's a lot. I don't know this, of course, and and I'll I'll bone up uh, again so that I do. But so good news, bad news. And, you know, the thing is, and this is truly the quintessence of the good news and the bad news is I can't tell you. And if I can't tell you, nobody could tell you. Because, well, what are you going to get someone who reads a poll better than I do? I, you know, the, the polls are the polls. The polls have been consistently recently wrong. But that's all that, you know, I used to eat at a place when I was in graduate school. Uh, and before that, actually, for years when I lived in Boston, before I returned to New York, my native New York, I used to eat at a um, at this one, one of the probably the greatest seafood restaurant in the world in Boston. And they really didn't have a menu. You know, you ate what the catch of the day was. You know, by 10 o'clock in the morning, these guys who broke their backs out fishing would come and dump right in the dock, right outside the, right? You could look at them, dump the day's catch right at the back window of this place. And they would tell you, you know, you'd say, well, gee, I really wanted this today. And they'd say, yeah, well, we didn't catch that today. You got a choice of what we caught. Well, the, the media has to have broadcasts. Fox has to be on tonight. CNN has to be on tonight. And all they've got to go on is what they caught today. And what they caught today were today's poll numbers. And 
That's all they've got to go on. And, you know, again, Rick Santorum, this time, today, eight years ago, no one was talking. About, I was on the radio. I wasn't talking about him because he was in seventh place. It would be like if we did a whole show today on George Pataki, you know, and he won. 20 years since Iowa picked a winner. So I don't, you know, what can I say? Renee from New Mexico, thank you for your gracious patience. Hello. Hi. Hi, I called to cheer you up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Throw me a pity cheer. What? Throw me a pity cheer, would you? Okay, it's not over till the fat lady sings. (laughs) And, And Hillary ain't even warming up. Yeah, or how about the overweight lady? Would that do? <laughs> okay. Okay. The way I saying? read that about um, uh, Cruz talking to the pastors, I read it like he's trying to like fire them up and have them go and tell their congregations, right. hey, people, this is it. This is the time. It's now or never. That's the way I read it. No, look, I, your reading is right. I, I don't mean for a minute he meant otherwise. I don't think... Oh. I don't think Ted intended to come out and depress anybody. I'm just <laughs> saying that with this is like if I took you out on a first date, you know, I'd like I'd, I'd eat like a an onion sandwich in the car just before coming to the front door and then go hi, you know, and and, you know, and I'd have a dented, dirty car and I wouldn't open the door for you. I mean, I mean, with four days left to go. I'm trying to make my best impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I just I would like to have my candidate come out with four or five days left to go and say something. I realize it is of course it's strategic on his part, it's tactical on his part, but it was also public. And so uh, you know, I don't like the way I think that sounds to a lot of undecided voters. Right. Uh, what about the debate this week? What do you think about that? It's help it's the it's Donald Trump is going to be right at least once in this campaign if he characterizes what happens in two nights as huge. Because Renee, it's going to be huge. It's it's it. I don't know that it'll be a game changer, but it's it's the last possession of the ball. You know. On the part of the team that gets the ball, it's it's you right. get the ball and there's a minute and a half left on the clock, and you're on your own right. thirty. So, right. the Hail um, Mary. The Hail yeah, Mary. no, this is it. I mean, this is it for anybody who gets on that stage. Uh, the nine o'clock. We're, by the way, we're doing. Uh, I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, we're doing our Blaze After Dark specials, uh, eight to nine between the two debates on Thursday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, and then immediately upon the conclusion of the Big Boy Pants debate, uh, we'll be on again. Uh, Two, count them, two big live shows. And, uh, you know, Renee, this is it. I mean, this is, if you get on that stage, either one of them, but one presumes at this point, if you're on the, you know, the short pants stage, it's too late. Um, it may or may not be, but uh, that's conventional wisdom for what it's worth. It, you know, if you get on that stage, this is it. This is where you throw the Hail Mary. You're right. That's exactly the right terminology. It's for a lot of these guys. This is it. 
This is the last time they're going to be seen before the votes are cast in Iowa and I think in New Hampshire. I don't think there's a debate between Iowa and New Hampshire. Okay, well, that's all I had to say. Well, look, it cheered me to hear from you, if it's any consolation for both of us. Well, it cheered me to talk to you. All right. Well, we'll hang in there. And and again, uh, if Armageddon should occur, I want everyone to bear in mind there is a chance that a... uh, that a poor man's populist with heavy undertones of fascism could actually, and a narcissist egomaniac could actually turn out to be behaviorally something like a conservative. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And these are my partners at one 3393 May I repeat, uh, Guru Jay say that all of the elements of an upset and or a resuscitation are in place. All of the elements of a dramatic upset or an equally dramatic resuscitation are in place. Uh, Example, if Ben Carson came in second or third, or if he won, I wouldn't be shocked. If you follow Iowa, there would be no reason to be shocked. I mean, and again, I don't think I don't think that will happen, but all of the elements are in place. All of the dynamics are in rotation in the universe right now, such that there is going to be more than one story in four or five days, other than who won. One of those stories is going to be who came out of nowhere to resuscitate his or her campaign. Someone who is barely breathing right now is going to ride into New Hampshire as the comeback kid. Guru Jay say. And I say that in service of the encouragement of those of us, any of us, who are for anyone other than Donald Trump. And I don't say it to be against Donald Trump. And I'm not necessarily, even though I'm a Cruz guy, I'm not necessarily saying it in his favor or particularly in anyone else's. I'm merely observing historical dynamics here, traditional dynamics. And that is, I I don't remember being alive. And I have followed this, written about it, spoken about it in public, since I uh, founded my sixth grade uh, 
uh, school-wide civics club. B, have I ever mentioned that before? Not to my knowledge. Okay, I'm glad I do today then. Uh, not since I founded my school newspaper and civics club uh, have I do I recall being alive for knowing what was going to happen in Iowa according to the polls in Iowa. And now, and, and again, to be perfectly candid, it's the best news I got. And I'd like to have better, stronger news in favor of my guy, in favor of my bias. I'd like to have stronger news than that five days out. I don't. But I, I suppose whatever news I had, well, what was it? What would it be? Tea leaves? Throwing fish bones? I mean, what are you going to trust? It's the catch of the day. Catch of the day is the polls. You're going to eat the polls or you're not going to eat. And, the, the you know, you know, so on the one hand, you got the polls and they say that that uh, Donald Trump is in first and for the demographics of this state, he really oughtn't be. Uh, I don't mean he doesn't deserve to be. I just mean it oughtn't be. That's a surprise, a big surprise. But it may not exist. And by tradition in history, it doesn't exist. It's illusory. Uh, unless this time the polls are right all of a sudden. You know what I mean? All right, so turnout, sorry. Let me say this before everyone, before it's the, 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 every other word out of everyone else's mouth. Turnout, of course, is going to be everything. That's why the, the, the polls only try to measure who's going to turn out. Because the turnout is everything. The turnout is how many people on gross turnout, and then obviously how many people turn out for each candidate. Maybe you need 50,000 votes to win this. Maybe you need 4,000 votes to win this. We don't know. We don't know what the turnout's going to be. But we do know that turnout equals a victory in Iowa, which probably equals or brings you much closer to a victory in New Hampshire. It certainly equals the uh, installation of you by the mainstream media as the new prince or princess. It probably brings you enormously closer to the nomination, profoundly closer to the presidency, and equals the fate of our nation. Other than that, stuff doesn't matter at all. Ignore it. Uh, Today, someone has to tell you this if you don't know, so I'm just going to sneak it in real quick. Jerry Falwell. Remember Jerry Falwell? You're too young to remember Jerry Falwell. But Jerry Falwell Jr., who is uh, of his father's business after a fashion, today endorsed uh, Donald Trump. That's one of those endorsements that only matters if you know who the guy is. That's the good news. The, the, the less good news is if you're a white, evangelical, born-again Christian, Protestant, you know who the guy is. And that's why this is one of those uh, endorsements that would probably incline to, even though it's for Trump, it probably, if it helps Trump, helps him by hurting Ted more than helping Trump. But that, you know, net-net 
helps Donald. Uh, you ought to know that Trump also said last night, made a point of saying that he can, you ready? Work across the aisle. Ah, ah, it's the poison phrase. Trump said he can work with the Democrats. He specifically named Harry Reid, which is noteworthy because Harry Reid won't be there anymore. (laughs) And so, again, another civics test for uh, Donald. Uh, But he specifically mentioned the names of the two biggest horrors in the United States public life. Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. And he named several others. So, um, there's that. And, and now, do you get the sense it's about just surviving Iowa? We talked about this yesterday. And uh, Guru Jay, very happy. Holy cow. To say to you that one of the headlines up today on Fox News was Rubio decides to stay in Iowa through caucus night. Do you remember what we discussed yesterday? That the inner strategic workings, I mean, the campaigns all want to appear to you to look like the duck, like the graceful, beautiful duck or swan looks like on the pond's surface. But they're paddling like hell underneath it's all disorganized it's all churn and burn under the water right well uh, the campaigns want to look like the very model of the modern major general right now but inside this is where they scream at each other this is when people quit and then get rehired five minutes later this is this is the this is screaming time in the campaigns this is when the, you know the, they line up eight people against seven people screaming about, let's go to New Hampshire tomorrow morning. And someone else saying, no, we can't do that. We have to stay. I can get us three more points if we stay here until, you know, through Tuesday. And, you know, let's, let's drop our ads and put them into New Hampshire. Nope. I need us to keep our ads on and put another million you know, uh, this this is screaming time. It's great. Democracy. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. You you might conceivably, you might conceivably wonder, uh, if you're a partner in this firm, why I've not brought up the Democrat debacle <clears throat> last night, the so-called town meeting with the Democrats. And honestly, the reason I don't, th- this was the, the extra bonus free, Democrat, quote-unquote, debate. This was the one they unscheduled, but they jammed it in before Iowa because Hillary called Debbie was a man Schultz and said, hey, I don't like the way these numbers are looking. Put in an extra debate. 
And she says, yes, miss. Uh, so, you know, I watched because you pay me to watch. And you know what? You don't pay me enough. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I, I, I watched that last night. I watched uh, socialist Santa Claus give away everything in life, womb to tomb, birth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I watched the socialist Santa Claus tell you that you're going to get free everything for your entire life. Yet magically, no one asked, and he seemed uninterested utterly in the notion of who might pay for all of this. So I watched Sandy Claus. You know, the guy is hard to dislike. Even sitting there knowing that this bozo is a communist who would eviscerate the military, give over our secrets to the Chinese. Oh, wait, that's already been done. We'll talk about Hillary in a minute. Uh, Even though I know this guy would destroy America, the guy is like my grandfather. It's hard to dislike him. The bastard. The bastard. Toity, 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 you bastards. You bastards, yes. Uh, And then I watched that failed actor who tried out for Batman who said his name was O'Donnell or O'Lehan or something. And I don't remember anything he said or did. And then, of course, uh, in uh, obligatory fashion, I watched the wacko criminal communist come on and do that laugh she does that sounds exactly like a bandsaw simultaneously cutting through a plate glass window and a, a square of like galvanized tin. The, the 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 pitch and nature of the screech involved in that voice and that laugh are why I admit to you, even though I was complaining that you don't pay me enough to watch this, I'll admit to you, I didn't watch her to the end. I couldn't do it. I couldn't have it on. I mean, I could have it on without the sound, but then I might as well just watch the History Channel, you know, like the history of the obese in America. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't have her on anymore. Uh, Jay always regarded it as a great, strong American masculine name. Jay from the great state of Georgia. Welcome. What's up, Jay? How you doing? How are you, sir? Fine, fine. You asked for better news regarding Cruz in Iowa, and I have it. All right. Have you seen the weather forecast for caucus night? I know you have. That's it. I just have No, ask. you know what? I actually haven't. Try on snow. So, so it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be bad. Well, it's supposed to be snow. I mean. All right. I may be okay. grasping for better news, but I'm in your camp. I'm I'm Ted Cruz to the grave. But well, I wouldn't I say is, if you're. I wouldn't say if you're primarily of all the things you could have said to me, Jay, that your primary evidence in this case is the prognostication of getting hosed by these overpaid weathermen. 
that work? Yeah. These guys, these guys don't even own a window to look out of, and they can't tell you really what's going to happen tomorrow, but they're, they're going to tell us what's going to happen in five days. I, I would say that I would hope we did have a stronger lead case than that. Well, faith and optimism, brother. You can't give up that easy. Well, no, no. I, oh, come on. I haven't. Anything you know about me, I have no, I have not given up. It's just that I can especially knowing, as as you know, that I have a dog in this fight, I can't come on here and say, you know, everything is rosy every day for my guy, even if it was. I'd have to counterbalance it with some crappy news for my guy just to balance it out. But the fact is, I, you know, I wish I had a stronger case to make to the jury with five days left to go than the fact that, you know, your, yours is it's going to snow and mine, my co- you're my co-counsel. You're getting up to say to the jury, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it's going to snow. I get up to say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the polls are always wrong. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's the strongest case I've ever heard. But I admire the effort, though, and and uh, and uh, you don't cheer me as much as quite as much as Renee does. But but, Jay, I appreciate the call. And and look, I, I say this to to you again. Thank you. And all of us. Let's look forward to Thursday night because the debate is going to just going to be huge Thursday night. Uh, however. Again, to be totally rational and honest with you, where do I think the shift will occur as a result of anything likely to happen in that debate? Do I think it will happen at the top? Do I think it will happen at the bottom? Or do I think it will happen in the middle? I have to say to you, the polls are, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I've got good news. The polls are usually wrong recently. Uh, but the polls have this one and two, Trump and Cruz, for the last, either Trump and Cruz or Cruz and Trump, for the last month. And even bad polls, even when polls are wrong, one of the things they get right are trends. That doesn't mean that'll be right either. But you must admit, if either Cruz or Trump does not finish one, two, it's going to be a surprise to us. Right. And and I only say this out of experience, the 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 last debate, you know, a couple of days before the primary. Is more likely to change things. At the bottom or in the middle. I think what Thursday night is going to do, if you want my honest opinion, and I hope that's why you listen, experience and instinct tell me. That remember earlier today, Guru Jay say twice, I believe he say that someone's going to get a surprise ticket punched in a few days. Someone is going to be the comeback kid. Somebody back in the pack that we whose name we have stopped using for the last few weeks. Somebody's going to get their ticket punched and they're going to, you know, win play show or come in fourth and turn it into a victory and the press is going to love it and they're going to turn him into the comeback kid and they're going to go into New Hampshire with newfound momentum and all of this because look it's right just cuz CNN will love it it's news it's the catch of the day so 
I think that's I think that will probably happen. Now let's backtrack. You know how that will happen? You know who that will be? I don't either. I'm sorry, I don't know who it will be, but I know how it will be. It'll be Thursday night. What will happen Thursday night is that whoever is the surprise get your ticket punched next week that's not supposed that's all but forgotten. The Rick Santorum of eight years ago, someone who's lurking in the weeds right now, forgotten about, that's going to get their ticket punched, I, I, again, I predict. What's going to happen Thursday night is that's going to be the engine. That's going to be the performance engine that launches that comeback. So this Thursday night, you are more likely... I think we are more likely to see the ball put up, the long ball put up by Christie, Rubio, Bush, Kasich. They're going to put the long ball up. They're going to put the ball in the air because they have to. Donald Trump is going to try to keep the ball on the ground. Uh, Depending on what his internal polling shows, Ted Cruz is going to try to keep it on the ground and keep it close, or he's going to have to put the ball up too. But for what it's worth, the logic and dynamics of this say to me that Thursday night is more likely to be a night when somebody in third, fourth, sixth, sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, place tries to make an impact, one of whom is likely to some degree to succeed. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is something approaching a personal message to Calvin. Calvin, I failed you earlier when I did not rely on my own research, my own notes here, because this was really built for you. When you asked about a very astute question about when will the Republicans be able to, you know, run a normal campaign again, put up a normal Republican, whatever that means. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do, because you asked the question. Today's New York Times, check it out. I don't know how I forgot this because it's in my notes and I got it right here and I missed it and I failed you. But check out today's New York Times. There is a very prominent story about how I think the headline is GOP leadership badly exasperated. And the story goes on to say the leaders of the Republican Party, such as it is, are stunned, exasperated, frustrated, read, suicidal over the way the race is going because the top two guys, they don't control at all. And everybody else is getting ahead only by bad-mouthing the party. And they think that, as I suggested to you, as I insinuated, Humpty Dumpty, you know, all the horses, all the soldiers' horses, all the horses' men 
may not be able to put GOP Humpty back together again. Patrick from Florida, thank you. Welcome. Jay, thank you for having me today. Pleasure. All right, so I just got some quick uh, good news Good news for you. I, 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 I thought I listened to the whole show today, but I might have missed something you said. But Now, the, the thing that you say is most important about polls is the trend. Now, I, yes. I will give you that, that, that the trend is pretty short because it's only been a day or two, but the, the latest Quinnipiac poll has uh, uh, cruised only down by two points. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, well, again, but you're poll, you're giving me you're giving me you're giving me the horse race, and I'm talking about the trend. The trend is in the last two weeks, there has not been a major poll in which uh, Cruz was not static and Trump was not moving up. This is in Iowa alone, and in the last week, there isn't one in which Trump has not been ahead. So, as a trend, right. not, you know. Well, not well, not but 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 it but it shows it shows Cruz move it shows Cruz moving up or forward. And well, it's not I guess just it's a matter point. of interpretation. Not, I look at that and say well, in that course. poll I, he's, lo- he's losing by only two in that one. You know, but um, I would also remind you that Quinnipiac is to polls as uh, uh, Quinnipiac is to colleges. But uh, okay, uh, it's not the only poll though. The the uh, no I don't no know which, it's which not. Look, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm really not saying doomsday. I'm really not. I'm just, I would put the word sobering as a caption under today's show. I'm just sober. It and I it's know, because of the trend. It's, it's because every day I, I, when the polls come out, whether they're good polls or bad polls, my guy is frozen and the other guy is moving up in a state where my guy should really be trending upward and ahead. I agree with the Jay. I know, and I know you know. I know you know what you're talking about. I, I, I didn't introduce myself at the time, but I was there with you on the on the eleventh hour when Romney was falling apart, and I was begging <laughs> you to give good news, and you said, "I'm sorry, there's just none there." <laughs> you know, but well, I'm uh, I'm I, not know. saying there's no good news here. I'm just saying well, the, new, the news. This. Can I ask? I'd be more comfortable if it were you? better. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you this? What, yes. What about what about other polls like the national poll or the New Hampshire poll or the Texas poll that all have crews uh, either moving forward or not losing ground? I sure wish you hadn't asked me that, I, I, because the you don't want to know. The only consolation <laughs> you have today, and I have today, as a cruise supporter, is not to be found in. New Hampshire polls or the national polls. That's what Ted Cruz has to turn around by winning Iowa. Because right now, Trump is crushing in national polls and in upcoming primary polls. That That's why it's so important for Ted to do well in the next few days. But I'm sure he will. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.